0: Is read for us by the dashing Santiago Cabrera.
2: I suspect that many things that have been known through the centuries as the supernatural, and many things that we refer to today as the paranormal or supernatural, are really not supernormal or supernatural at all. They are abilities that we have not yet learned to
1: use. And it is my pleasure to welcome back our guest host this week, Joey Clift, comedian and TV writer, currently writing on Spirit Rangers on Netflix. Welcome back, Joey. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for having me back. This is real fun. So why don't you go ahead and jump in with your thoughts on this quote? What, do you, what was your takeaway from this?
2: So I think that this quote is very, very, very spot on in a lot of ways that i think that like your average person might not necessarily get speaking as a, an indigenous person oftentimes exploring cultures conquering cultures whatever however you want to put mm-hmm. it will see uh, things from other cultures that they won't understand and they'll immediately assume oh that's magic that's supernatural or this is just some weird thing that like i don't get and like an example of that would be like when the lewis and clark expedition was going west they, they talked about how they didn't really see any, like, infrastructure, you know, uh, as far as, like, you know, the, the kind of the tribes that they came across on their, on their you know, journey of discovery. Mm-hmm. And because of that, they, you know, they, they viewed these tribes as primitive. Mm-hmm. Whereas these tribes actually had, like, very complex, uh, you know, farming um, situations set up, very complex, like, agricultural systems set up that just, like, didn't look what, like what a European guy would think of as farming or agriculture. <laughs> yep. So, like, that looked sort of supernormal or supernatural to the Lewis and Clark exhibition. What I think that Gene Roddenberry is saying in this quote is that rather than these things that we don't understand being supernatural or super normal and us not having learned to use them yet, it's more like we just don't understand them yet. They're probably very normal and practical to the cultures that are using these things. But like to us, because we don't know, we're just like, oh, people do a magic, you mm-hmm. know? Uh,
0: I want to jump in and say, I'm looking at the quote a little literally. I agree with what you said, um, Joey. But I also, I always say, like, if I could use the other 90% of my brain, I could walk through this wall because I could rearrange my molecules, probably. Uh, And that would be magic, Mm -hmm. right? Or things that we could do if we could access other sides. Like, uh, Joey, I wrote a, a book about getting in touch with your intuition, right? And, um... I'm really intuitive. Sometimes I know things and people always say to me, how do you know that? Partially, I'm a very good detective, very good deducting. No, I do. I have super good deducting skills. But the other part is something I don't know. It, a word pops in my brain. and go, oh, you wrote that about your, your cousin. Mm. And I don't know where it comes from. So some people might go, ooh, that's supernatural that you can pick up on the energy. And I'm like, no, no, no. it's just... That, that other quarter percent of my brain opened up, you know, 1% of 1% of 1% of my brain let me access that. Some people look at it as woo mystical mm-hmm. and magical. And I'm like, it's, it's not. It's just a part of me. It's my intuition. So that's looking at the quote literally normally. But back to what Joey said, I agree. When we see things that are different... We go ooh, supernatural, scary, or different, or weird, or we don't understand it, or as you pointed out with European people, they tend to downplay mm-hmm. it if they don't mm-hmm. recognize it. It must not be good, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, like I have no idea how my microwave works, and I just assume it's magic. But that's because <laughs> I don't know how my microwave works. <laughs>
0: That's kind of a kind of a dark magic, if you ask me. <laughs> oh yeah, I it refuse to have a microwave. I do, <laughs> and
2: it's not very effective magic. Like it really heats my things, like just not evenly. So it's not good. Magic. Wait, Joey
0: and Trent, does anything ever taste like like food? I think everything just tastes hot out of a microwave. That's why I stopped eating. I'm like literally everything tastes identical. It all just tastes hot. But anyway, back to this quote, Trent. What do you think?
1: You know, when we think back to like early man. Seeing lightning for the first time or seeing fire for the first time and not understanding what it was. And stories came up that, you know, it's a God up in heaven hitting a hammer on an anvil.
0: What you? What do you mean? You say that with cynicism in your voice, Trent. There's a God. Well, that's that's the story
1: that that was the myth that they were yeah, how, they didn't know. Trent, how. Yeah. You got a problem with lightning, Trent.
0: Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, you don't think Zeus got a thunderbolt <laughs> pointed at you right now. Well, now Fred? I'm kind of worried
1: that maybe he does. But um, you know, I was just, my point was just, you know, when humans don't understand something, they have to go inward with the the world that they know. So, you know, Zeus was, a, it's a blacksmith in, or, or I don't know, maybe I'm getting my gods mixed up, but.
0: Joey, he's gonna piss Zeus <laughs> off so hard right
1: now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: if, if If Trent is not on the next episode of this podcast, it's because he was struck
1: by lightning. <laughs> You'll have heard it here first, yeah.
0: No, uh, I get it, it's a bit of the hubris of man. I think you're saying in a sense to invent mm-hmm. a god, to explain mm-hmm. something. Outside of ourselves, right? It must be be supernatural if we can't explain it.
1: And it was also used nefariously when you think about, you know, the wise women who lived on the outskirts of a village and, you know, managed to figure out certain herbs, cured illnesses and, you know... People assumed it was magic, so therefore they must be a witch, and because it's magic and it's evil, they must be burned. And
0: Yeah, no, God help you if you were a woman with some herb knowledge mm-hmm. 400 years mm-hmm. ago.
1: And we also
2: look at like, oh, if a woman in the 1700s has two cats, she must be a witch. When maybe she just like doesn't Joey, want to be Joey, I'm
0: taking that very, I'm taking that very personally, Joey. No, I mean, I'm, I'm on
2: the other side of that where it's just like, oh, or maybe she just likes cats. That's also fine. Like, you know.
0: Or maybe she's a witch.
2: <laughs> oh.
0: I think we definitely um, use a lot of things to explain a lot of things. And. I, you know, we shouldn't I don't want to harp too much on religion, but we all know that has been used in mm-hmm. society throughout the years to uh, control people as well. I mean, in slavery you know, it was a huge thing to quell the people, to give them Jesus. I'm pretty sure, Joey, you're an advocate for Native American rights. I'm pretty sure religion was used back in the day to quell, you know, the people and put them in line. Oh,
2: yeah. I mean, Manifest Destiny was the the idea that conquering the, the rest of the country was divine want. So it's like, yeah, that's like, it's just like used as justification for oppressing people forever, right?
0: Which by... Wait, we, we're all in uh we're all ethnic everybody's ethnic mm-hmm. even white people listening you're ethnic mm-hmm. so we're all ethnic <laughs> but the three of us we've got someone who's mexican-american me i'm black and jewish we have joey <laughs> i think we're all from groups where they have a little magic mm-hmm. right in our cultures mm-hmm. uh and for and we're all from cultures that have been squashed <laughs> by religion so manifest destiny I want to steer away from because we've talked about it in other episodes. But I will say as a child, I don't know about you guys, really annoying to be taught how great it was and how much we all loved it and how much, uh, you know, Africans love being I in my textbooks, you guys, it said Africans love being slaves because we had houses
1: so yeah. if
0: that ain't magic <laughs> wow. to some kind of dark magic to spin it that way, I don't know what is. And yes, Gene Roddenberry, I'm saying that because I don't understand mm-hmm. how that possibly could have mm-hmm. happened that way. To jump back to the subject, if we could unlock our our brains, our power, our technology, I think a lot of things we considered magic. Like, I think, do you guys think we'll be able to fly? I want to fly. I want to
2: be able to, that would be cool.
0: <laughs> it would
1: yeah, be. I do think if we get to that, Point, Rachel, when you mentioned earlier about like we only use ten percent of our brain, but if we have access to the other ninety percent, even fifty more percent, I I completely agree with you that I think we will unlock abilities that are natural to us, but we just don't know how to use them yet. But I I feel like even with supernatural stories, like just to kind of go back to the
2: topic at hand, mm-hmm. um, there is a level of like practicality to supernatural stories, like uh, like uh, my tribe, the Khaled's tribe, it's like. We have like a lot of legends about like how it's important to like if you're a kid don't go like out into the woods alone at night and like the reason in the legend is there's a monster out there but the practical reason mm-hmm. is like you might get eaten by a bear if you do that so just like mm-hmm. we're going to say it's like a mm-hmm. bigfoot or whatever mm-hmm. but like you know I think but that's like a practical reason that the that the mm-hmm. legend exists you know
0: have you guys- Experienced anything that is actually magical? By the way, that isn't because that you're right. That can all be explained. Most legends, most myths are all there for very practical reasons.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, once again, as a as a TV writer who's bad at science, that I'm talking to all of you over video chat is magic to me. Yeah. <laughs> (laughs) Yeah, like I lit some sage around my laptop and then I open it up and then I assume the sage is why I can talk to all of you (laughs) over uh, Zoom now.
0: You guys live in a little box in my computer. It's not bad. Yeah, 100%. You live inside the screen. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) When you
2: close your computer, we go to sleep.
0: I think it's interesting that, um, like I just came from a doctor's appointment and I'm always in my back of my mind. I always remember they know nothing about our Mm -hmm. body. They know 10%. Mm of our body mm-hmm. just like the ocean mm-hmm. they only know 10% of what is happening so in some ways i think life is magical 100%. you know we still don't know mm-hmm. what a soul is right we don't know what it is you know do you know that vets don't even doctors don't know why cats purr they can't they can't tell you how cats purr that's how little we know <laughs> about anything So everything seems like magic to me. It's true. You know what? When people are nice to me sometimes, just genuinely nice, not because they have to be (laughs) like you guys. No, no, it's magic when people are genuine. The the energy around us is magic. I definitely
1: like to believe that magic exists. I can't point to a specific thing that I can say I saw it and that made me an absolute believer. But I do believe that magic has to exist. There are two things that I, that I associate with what I think magic is. One, when you think about how music, something that doesn't exist, it's an, you know, it's an oral entity that we hear and we process, like music is so connective with people who have nothing in common, who will never meet, who may not even speak the same language, but it resonates with different people uh, across the planet. And second, love when people as varied as we are there's so many people on this planet and we have so many different te- uh, temperaments and personalities and we change and we grow and something that we like today we don't like tomorrow when two people find one another and they genuinely care and love for one another where they want to continue to grow and and adapt and learn from and impart knowledge to for a lifetime that is what I think magic is.
0: That's a magical fairy tale. No, it's (laughs) not cynical today. (laughs) Actually,
2: I'm going to, I think that to me, and this is either going to be a very pessimistic thing to say or a very optimistic thing (laughs) to say, depending on how you want to lean on it. I think that just like basic human empathy to me is magic. And by that, Mm -hmm. I mean, every time I witness it and every time like it happens to me i just feel like a warmth inside that you know it's like it feels like it feels magic for lack of a better term like i remember mm-hmm. um like yeah. a, an early pen an early pandemic story for me is um uh when there was like a run on toilet paper i went into like a smart and final <laughs> near where i live and like found like two there was like two things of toilet paper i grabbed both of them and then this like older man walked up to me and he was like is there any left and like I looked at my two things of toilet paper and I looked at him and I said, "Uh, I mean, this is it, but you can have the other one. And then he thanked me. And then as he was walking away, a third guy walked up and said, hey, wait a second. I think there's extra toilet paper in this cardboard box. And there was like a stack of cardboard boxes. So we, But we need to work together to lift it up. So me and these two other guys lifted (laughs) up this toilet paper box, tore it open. And then all of us got toilet paper. And that was just from like, Having basic human empathy for each other is all yeah. of a sudden we all helped each other out to get toilet paper. What you know a,
0: that's such a lovely pandemic moment. To <laughs> have that's, had, yeah. that's magic By to way.
2: me. That is magic to yeah. me.
0: No, I find magic in little things all the time. Mm -hmm. But I'm also a dreamer, and Mr. Roddenberry wasn't, like, I'm agnostic. You know, I kind of hedge my bets, and then I believe in things. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of things I do believe in. Mr. Roddenberry didn't necessarily, so I think he was talking more of just tech coming in and showing us the way. But I like that the three of us here are a little bit dreamy Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. the whole thing. You know, because there, there could be. You know, there really could be. I'm expecting a mage to walk out of my closet at any time and show me some magic. That'd be cool. See,
1: wouldn't it?
0: Um, All right. Uh, We want to thank Joey for coming by today and um, being such a great guest.
1: Thanks for having me. And if you would like to watch any of our videos, you can check them out on the Roddenberry social media networks on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for another episode of Quoting Gene Roddenberry, Zeus Willing.